hereby declared and enacted that all persons professing the Jewish religion and residing in this province are entitled to the full rights and privileges of all other subjects. That's a clip from a Heritage Minute video put out by Historica Canada a couple of years ago. It shows the Legislative Assembly of Lower Canada granting full civil rights to people of the Jewish faith June 5th 1832, so 189 years ago this weekend. The move was very important because Canada's Jews got emancipation well before most of the other parts of the British Empire did. We have equal access to rights as every other Canadian, and that's something we're celebrating on June 5th. Does it mean that we can sit back and be like, oh, we made it? No. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Friday, June 4th, 2021. A lot has happened in the nearly two centuries since Jewish Canadians got equal rights. From 1939, when the federal government's none is too many anti-Semitism policies rejected the refugees from Hitler aboard the ship the MS St. Louis, to 2019, when Canada adopted the IRA, or International Definition of Anti-Semitism, making Holocaust denial illegal. Coming up, we'll chat with the newest Jewish member of Parliament, Liberal Yara Sachs of Toronto, about how far Canadian Jews have come and the current challenges the community now faces. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. Vancouver's Jewish community is holding a memorial service Friday for the 215 children whose bodies were discovered at the Kamloops Indian Residential School. Local rabbis will conduct the service from the Talmud Torah, and Vancouver Grenville MP Jody Wilson-Raybould will speak. You can tune in on the Temple Shalom YouTube page. It starts at 10.45 a.m. Vancouver time. Toronto Mayor John Tory says he condemns anti-Semitism and he's pledged to make stopping hate rallies a priority for the city this year. Tory made the comments after meeting with the police and local city councillors who represent wards with large Jewish populations. There's been a spike in anti-Semitic incidents in May, 50 of them, according to the security branch of Toronto's Jewish Federation. And in Calgary, the Na'amat chapter launches its month-long art auction this Sunday, online of course. They're raising funds for the annual Backpack Project. Over the years, they've bought and delivered 22,000 backpacks full of school supplies for children staying in domestic violence shelters or homeless shelters in southern Alberta. Some people say Canada probably has been the best home for Jews. We did an episode on that earlier this week. There's a Jewish leader of the Federal Green Party, Anami Paul. There are three Jewish senators and the most Jewish members of parliament in history. Liberal Yara Sachs is one of them, and she won a by-election in the heavily Jewish York Centre riding of Toronto just eight months ago. She's a Canadian with Israeli citizenship, a McGill graduate, a yoga teacher. She ran a social services agency. She's passionate about the environment, women's issues, and Israel. She joins me now. So it's an anniversary that probably you didn't know about and many Jewish Canadians didn't know about. The anniversary of the date that Jewish citizens of Canada received full political and civil rights in 1832. What does that mean? How symbolic is that for you? It's, um, it's really, you know, from where we've come in 1832 to where we are now, I, I think there's a lot to be proud of, of where the role of Jews in Canada and in Jewish life, in how it's grown and developed in Canada, but also, you know, we do have a voice at the table now, and I think it's fantastic. 
There are eight members of parliament now. Um, they speak to the place of Jews in the corridors of power, do they not? Yeah, I think we punch well for our weight in terms of representation in the country. Um, and I think that really has a lot to do with, with having a community that really values education, that really values um, speaking up and speaking out. Um, I think it speaks to a community that really does reach beyond its own environs to, to work in the wider Canadian fabric um, that has allowed us to take those seats of power and, and, and to use them well to, to advance not just rights for ourselves, but right, rights for, for other minorities or marginalized groups within Canada. You know, we have still to deal with anti-Semitism in the House and uh, from other members of Parliament. You specifically have been involved with a couple of cases. Uh, maybe you want to just give us a brief uh, resume of the last couple of months. Um, sadly, in my role as an MP, even within my first six, six weeks of arriving in my seat, I experienced anti-Semitism directed towards me after a Hanukkah on the Hill event with the Prime Minister. Um, through my Instagram account, it was, um, and I think it's important to share it because the responsiveness that I got from from Toronto Police Services was was a bit mixed. It was it was about you know, do you feel that your life is threatened? I said no, I don't. But this is clearly a hate crime. Someone wrote me specifically and said things in relation to me being Jewish and 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 being gassed as as a Jew, um, and that is a hate crime. Besides the one that happened to you personally, there was the John Brassard incident with um, yelling out the word George Soros to Christine, Christian Freeland yes. and how the Conservative Party dealt with it. So so I was actually very public in a letter to Aaron O'Toole about it, about um, addressing the George Soros comments because they've happened more than once. Uh, uh, Brassard was one of, of several incidences of this. And, you know, I say this to colleagues all the time. Our words matter. And, and to have that in the house to me is, is, is beneath the um, integrity of the house. It's the, beneath the integrity of, of parliamentarians and that the conservative party is not even willing to entertain that those leanings are there in those insinuations and not to address it within their own house. I, I, I find that disturbing that they're not prepared to, to clean that up. People who are in public life who are Jewish sometimes say that they always are called upon to basically be the ambassador for Judaism anywhere they go. And for yourself, being in the House of Commons, you were also called upon to be the ambassador for Israel and everything Jewish, no? Is that something that is tiring after this work? Because you didn't get into politics, did you, to, to just do this and fight anti-Semitism? You have other agendas. I went into this role knowing full well um, that this would be a part of the file that of my files that I work on, that there is that expectation there, that there is that anticipation from the community that I represent their voice, their voice and their needs clearly, um, particularly, of course, of my constituents. I have a large Jewish constituency here in York Centre, one of the largest in Canada. And it's an important part of, of my role. Uh, I, I had a very dear friend in Israel who I, I, I adore her and, and she and I don't see eye to eye on anything politically, but we are the best of friends. And she, she texted me on WhatsApp after, after the election and she said, you know, may Hashem guide you um, in always protecting Am Yisrael wherever you are. Um, in this role that you take, and and I and I take that I take that very seriously. 
there are there are a lot of expectations on that, but I wouldn't call it tiring. I think it it, it requires, as in all things, a measured, calm voice. Who I spend more time listening than I do talking in this role, but it means sometimes removing yourself, taking a step back, so that you can absorb and listen to what community members are saying to you, so that you can process it and and bring forward really actionable approaches and solutions. What is the what is the role of government and what have they not been doing that they should have been doing? So I don't think it's not about what we have not been doing. I, I, I actually take issue with that. So first of all, this is a government that adopted the uh, who supports and adopted the IHRA definition, which is extremely important in particular with what's happening right now, um, which allows the government to stay, stay unequivocally clear that anti-Semitism is not acceptable, even in the face of those who say it's not anti-Semitism, it's pro-Palestinian support. We can say no, we have a clear definition that we stand by as part of government policy to say no, we, it is, this is not that. So that is number one. We have Erwin Kotler as our special envoy um, uh, on Holocaust education and the IHRA. We are having many conversations with community leadership right now. We had conversations at the PMO just last week of, of how to deal with this and, and listen to the community and really get an understanding of the level of fear. We've had constituents who have been in tears with me on the phone for out of fear and, and we've reached that level and, and the government is listening and we are wrapping our heads around it, but that doesn't mean we're just thinking about it. I've had conversations with Toronto Police Services with our community liaison. Um, we have scheduled talks coming up with the Attorney General, with the Office of the Mayor, because we know that this will need an all government, all level of government approach. You've been very involved okay. for months in the Canadian government's recent release that it's going to be giving financial aid to rebuild some of the Palestinian homes and um, part of the society that was um, destroyed during the recent conflict. Tell me about that work. There are, we have to remind ourselves time and again, there are people behind all of this. There are, there are human beings. There are Israelis whose homes have been bombed by rockets. And there are Palestinians who... Their homes have been destroyed as well, and that they live under a regime that um, doesn't serve them. And we have to do our best as an international community not to abandon them. Because if we do, and we only leave it to Hamas to support them, then I, shud I, I shudder to think that we'll ever get anywhere forward. We have that role. We, you know, Pierre Kayavot said, I said it in my statement the other day, Pierre Kayavot says, you. You don't have to finish the work, but you are not allowed to desist from it. You are not allowed to abandon it. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. I'm Ellen Besner. We'll be back Monday with a special episode on D-Day's 77th anniversary and the role Jewish soldiers played in the Second World War. We'll close the episode with Justin Trudeau's 2018 apology to Canada's Jews for the MS St. Louis. When Canada turned its back on the Jews of Europe, we turned our back on Jewish Canadians as well. It was unacceptable then, and it is unacceptable now. Your country failed you, and for that, we are sorry.